And then from the 262, this one, Greg, you can take this note. You could have at least played some good porn music through the segment when we were discussing. (laughs) According to this texture, this isn't good enough. How good do we want it? (laughs) Yeah, please specify, I guess. Oh, boy. It's It's the story that just keeps on giving. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Softer buns. Great segue into the segment. Wisconsin's Morning News on this Wednesday morning. Thanks for being with us. Eric Bilstead and Vince Petrano here with you till 9 o'clock. Greg Pancake Hill produces the program. Monkey Journal spent, well, spent three hours with uh, Porny McChancellor the other day. Is that his name now? This is, on this show it is. And um, they got a couple of new revelations in their recent reporting. Lucky guy. That's all I'll say. Right? <laughs> this is going to be a longer segment. So how long is your music bed there, Greg? Is it... Well, I can... Okay. Five and a half minutes, but we can extend it. All right. Well, we'll see, we'll see where it goes. I certainly think it adds to the conversation. Sure. So this is the guy who got fired last week. It was a unanimous decision by the UW Board of Regents when it was discovered that he and his wife were openly promoting porn stars, porn sites, and themselves appearing in pornographic content. Mm-hmm. Multiple videos. Multiple videos. Posted online at Pornhub, among other places. We're thrilled to have the one and only Will Pounder on our show. <laughs> Will Pounder. What did I call him before? Isn't, oh, no, there's some other guy. There's you Danny you, Mountain. Danny Mountain. And you referred to him as... <laughs> Mount Horeb. <laughs> That's not his name. Which is a community in Wisconsin near Madison. <laughs> oh, Mount Horeb there. Well, that could be your uh, porn name, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, Dr. Joe Gao is talking to anybody who will listen to him, which continues to confirm my suspicion that I raised already last week, that going public with all this, with just months to go in his duties as chancellor. Remember, Dr. Gao previously said that he was going to resign his mm-hmm. role as chancellor at yep. the end of this academic year. That he knew that he was going to make a big splash. And if he wanted to pursue a career in porn or porn-adjacent video production, if you take the cooking show into account, whatever that may be, that getting fired from a high-profile job would be exactly what he needed to boost that effort. So you think this was done intentionally? I think he and his wife were into this, and this is what they like to do, and that's fine. But going public at this time in this way, yes, I think he knew exactly what he was getting into. Nobody is forcing anybody to read anything or watch anything they don't want to so you you have to be interested in this kind of material to go out and find it so it it really is you know kind of uh, i i I don't know what people are objecting to that's dr joe gal we interviewed him the day after he got fired right here on wisconsin's morning news and he was entirely willing to do it the smart guy regardless of what you think about his extracurricular activities this is a smart guy i think his response there, I don't know what everybody's, I didn't expect this. No, we just wanted to be a little bit more open about something that we've long since been doing. Yeah, why now? Why now as your time was running out as a pillar in the community in this high-profile position? Because I think otherwise, you know, if he's just some guy who says, all right, I'm retired now and I just want to get into porn. Okay, I mean, you could do what you want on your on your personal devices and whatever, but... How are you interviewing porn stars? How are you getting people to come? How are you getting the porn industry That's interested in you? investment right there. <laughs> there is that. But also, if you're just some guy who works at XYZ Manufacturing, and you contact Pornhub or you contact some of these other agencies that they've had to set up to get these porn stars to appear on their show, you're just some guy, 
Hey, I got an idea for a porn show. Yeah, I bet you do, Johnny. No, so thank you. You wouldn't get the attention. Right, wouldn't get the attention. Or the views. Yes. Okay. You have to have some degree of, you have to have some way to stand out, some degree of prominence for them to take your call I, or your interest. So, interesting theory, but I think he swung and missed on that. Okay, there's one week of the year no, where true. news goes to die, <laughs> and that's last week. Last week is the worst week to make any news, actually. You know, it's great week if it's negative news, Right, if you're trying to keep it down, no doubt. But if he was trying to get more attention, he would have tried to push it now. Now that there's a new year, new cycle, people are paying attention. We're all re-plugged in. Uh, that's super interesting, actually. I hadn't thought of that. Now, maybe that this part of when he got fired exactly was not part of his calculus. So I, I mentioned before the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel spent about three hours with him. And uh, Kelly Meyerhofer was the reporter on that. Some interesting details in there, including that uh, the chancellor did meet with the UW Board of Regents, or at least the president, before he got whacked, about a week before. So maybe he thought it would happen right away. Was he the one that brought it to them, or did they find out? I still don't know exactly. But so, Hmm. yes, to your point about the timing, maybe not ideal, ideal. I remember we did also ask him, like, okay, what are you thinking, like, Food Network or something? Because they got that big food thing. And he was immediately like, oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. See, so, and that's just it as well. Let me play you a little bit more of Gal. I feel like we had really great chemistry. Oh, no, wait, that's <laughs> wait a minute, yeah. hold on. <laughs> Holy mackerel, okay. folks. <laughs> yeah, have we heard from the governor on this? Why would we need to? We don't, I don't know. know what the governor have to say. There's a lot of things to say about the UW system. You think he's, he needs to react to this? I don't think he needs to. <laughs> How about that? I want, yes, that's what I want. I want him to react to this. Uh, yeah. So you, you've got Gao, and I, I think made some sort of calculation here that this is my last best shot to get to get this story out there. And if it blows up, yeah. yeah, if it blows up in controversy, that's different than six, eight months from now when I'm retired as just being a guy who dabbles in this. I forget. Have you said how many more views? So we're looking into that. Um, Day you were off, Greg Pancake Hill, producer of the program, and I started looking at the the show they do. Now, the cooking show is porn adjacent. They would bring these porn stars on to cook food with them in their house, presumably, and then they make a show out of it. Yeah. so that wasn't, everybody was clothed and stuff. But it was, then they also had some OnlyFans stuff in there yes. for more explicit. And then, of course, they did their own personal porn that they would post. So these videos last week were somewhere in the neighborhood of eight to 10,000 views apiece. Okay. There's one on there with 40,000 views right now. Wow. So it's working. Is that the Mount Horeb one? The, the one with Mount Horeb. Danny Mountain? Uh, that was, I don't, can't, can't remember which porn star it was. So, yeah, I, I think that's part of it as well. These things have a lot more views. Now, he says he's not making any money off it. That's uh, one of the things that came out in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel story. Let me see. They started this. Um, I don't even know where to start on some of these details. One was they started their porn production by going to Best Buy and just buying stuff. Getting some cameras. Told the, attend- uh, told the guy who was helping them that, uh, yeah, we're doing a show about sports. Okay. So bought some cameras, some tripods, whatever else. 
Uh, in terms of how much money they're making off it, he says it's pennies on the dollar. How many pennies? Gosh, i got to find this quote. All right. Some have speculated the couple is making money off their work. Gao said it's just the opposite, hmm. estimating they've spent at least $80,000 on production and travel costs over so the So what do you think they're spending their money on? The equipment and then hiring these porn actors to come in, and they don't just step off the curb. Right? I mean, I, I have no idea, but you'd think you'd have to hire them. Yeah, so paying them to come up to Wisconsin and record these cooking shows. They have a few a few paid subscribers, and the money made from advertising revenue on the free porn websites is, quote, now this is Gal speaking to the reporter, quote, minuscule, like 69 cents per thousand oh, views. Ah, uh, fantastic. Hello. Actually, that was the wife. That was his wife, Carmen Wilson. 69 cents per thousand views. That's exactly what she was doing yep, there. Yep, yep, Look, yep. they think this is a big old joke, which again <laughs> goes back to my earlier premise. They knew exactly what they were doing. They knew exactly how they were going to handle all of these interview requests. They knew exactly what it was going to cause so, in terms of views for their so content. What next, then? You think that you think this gets more attention? Will there be a phase two to this? Would litigation be then the next move to yeah, be able and, to get attention? And whether or not they win that whole free speech academic freedom battle or not with UW, perhaps they reach a settlement because UW doesn't want to litigate it out. Maybe they just want him to go away. He wants to keep his job at UW, not as chancellor, but also as a, as a member of the faculty. Right? And so I, regardless of where that all plays out, I definitely see him seeking legal action. At least call UW's bluff. See if they're willing to litigate it. See if they're willing to give you a, a, a settlement of some kind. So there will be more on this. I still would like to hear more extensively from uh, UW Systems President uh, Jay Rothman. I did reach out to him, hoping to hear back. Would like to get him on the show, ask him a bunch of questions. If he doesn't want to do that, you're going to see him in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so I'm part of a panel from the Milwaukee Press Club, So they'll, and he's the, the guest. The newsmaker, right? Yeah, he's the newsmaker, so that'll be in a couple of weeks. You can ask any and all. Can I submit to you a list of questions? <laughs> sure. No, you know what? I'm going to go course. to that, and I, if they take questions for you, They usually do, yeah. Do you get to call on the questions? No, there's a moderator. Mm. All right, because I, I just want you to call on me every time. Oh, Vince. Right, Vince. <laughs> oh, and a follow-up, if I may? Uh, will, you, will you, when you interview Rothman, will you refer to... Dr. Joe Gao as Porny McChancellor. No. Come on. <laughs> no, not to the UW president. Yes, I need you I need you to do that one time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. No, I shouldn't do that to you in the press club. Turn it into my own personal clown show. <laughs> one to okay, one time not on Mike. To just to him? To him. If like, I just get to meet him yeah. at a time and say hello. Okay, so you know, <laughs> Mr. Rothman, we're going to have to talk about Pony McChancellor, right? <laughs> Just kind of an offside. Will you do it? Excuse me? <clears throat> Dr. Joe Gow, right, why? Maybe. What did you think I said? Maybe. We'll see. Do it. 823 Wisconsin's Morning News. <laughs> 828 on Wisconsin's Morning News. I... I, we have lots of other stuff we could do right we, now. We have to mention these. We don't have to. Yes, these are unsolicited <laughs> texts on the old National Bank talk and text line. Fine. Regarding, what, what do you call him? Porny McChancellor? Yeah, so the Chancellor of the UW Lacrosse who was... Or as 
WTMJ's Mike Spaulding called La Hot Cross Buns. <laughs> wow, That's a good go. one. Uh, so you had made the point that you thought that they went public intentionally, knowing that he was going to be resigning, quote-unquote, from right. the chancellorship to be a faculty member. Nothing to lose. Blow it up. Yeah, take Get the more pub. attention. Yeah. And this texture from the 262. Right on, Vince. They are both tenured professors, so they have nothing to lose from the publicity. Uh, so then there's this one. I wouldn't call them porn stars who they're doing their kitchen show with. I would consider them porn actors because these people are definitely not stars in the porn industry. Oh, these are like B-lister That's from the porn participants. Yeah, so that person porn knows creators. more about that. Uh, here's one. <laughs> What's the show about? You get some porn actors cooking up a brisket. That's the show, right? So a little <laughs> Seinfeld reference there. What's the show about? This, this is the show. Yeah. Maybe something happened. No, nothing happened. There's no actual <laughs> porn. We just cook. And then from the 262, this one, Greg, you can take this note. You could have at least played some good porn music through the segment when we were discussing. <laughs> this, this isn't good. According to this texture, this isn't good enough. Well, how good do we want it? <laughs> yeah, please specify, I guess. Oh, boy. It's the, it's the story that just keeps on giving. I tell you what, right? Which, which would you rather have? This guy or what they're dealing with at Harvard? Oh, my At least gosh, this is funny. Right? <laughs> 8.30 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight thirty-seven, Wisconsin's Morning News. Doesn't always work out this way, but this leads us perfectly into the segment that we were already planning. On the Old National Bank, talk and text line, 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. Hey, guys, what's going on between Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel? Well, Eric, you were entirely prepared to <laughs> yes. tell us exactly what's going on. Well, so this, believe it or not, has to do with the whole Epstein list that has not come out yet. The Jeffrey Epstein list, the identities of dozens or scores of people linked to Epstein expected to be revealed could happen even this week. At some they point. were saying yesterday, all day yesterday, yeah. and then yesterday came and went. Only because it's now, it could happen at any moment. So tomorrow, yesterday was the first day. So anyway, we're still waiting on when that will come out and whose names will be on there. Um, but as they were discussing this yesterday on the Pat McAfee show on ESPN, and as you know, Aaron Rodgers is often on that show, Rodgers dropped the name of someone who he thinks is going to be on the list. A lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't happen. Ah, <laughs> <please. All right. laughs> wow. So he drops, wow. drops Kimmel's name as someone who's uh, not looking forward to that name being released. And here's my favorite part. McAfee then immediately explains why he brought that up. All right, obviously a... <laughs> clip from this particular program was run on Jimmy Kimmel's show uh, whenever Aaron brought up the, the list and then Jimmy mocked him for it. Mm -hmm. Aaron has not forgotten about that. Yeah, so Kimmel uh, earlier last year had ripped Rogers um, because the, you know how UFOs were in the news a lot last year? The yes. Pentagon studies and the hearing and all that. Rogers on the Pat McAfee show had said something like, well, the reason they're talking about UFOs is that they're looking for a distraction from the Epstein story. That's what Rogers. Okay. So anyway, Kimmel. That's some deep state stuff. Yeah, there. yeah. Right. Kimmel kind of teased him about that. Might be time to revisit that concussion protocol, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so that's where this all stems from. <laughs> revisit the concussion per, protocol. Yeah. Per Pat McAfee, that's where this all stems from. Well, clearly he's sore about that. Well, uh, after mentioning Kimmel being on the list, Kimmel then showed up on X upset about this. He says, "Dear a a hole." Oh, play on Aaron, A-A-R-O-N. 
For the record, I've not met, flown with, visited, or had any contact whatsoever with Epstein, nor will you find my name on any list other than the clearly phony nonsense that soft-brained wackos like yourself can't seem to distinguish from reality. <laughs> Zing, pow. Yeah. It keeps going, though. Your reckless words put my family in danger. Keep it up, and we'll debate the facts further in court. So he drops some Ooh. illegal threat. Ooh. See you in court. Which I, wouldn't, I wasn't expecting that. I figured he'd come back with some kind of retort. Yeah. But the, uh, the legal threat seemed interesting to me, coming from a comedian. <laughs> like, so like, that's what they do. Where do you get to cr- draw that line? <laughs> you blow people up for a living. That's what you do on your show. You make fun of people. You blow them up. You, you, know, you do it with a smirk. And uh, I think Kimmel's funny, but that's cool. But then what? You can't take some back? Yeah. Odd. I don't know that I sensed in what Rogers was saying that he seriously thought that Jimmy Kimmel's name is on that well, list. So, but here's what's interesting is David Bakhtiari in a tweet months ago also alluded to Kimmel being on the list. It's, <laughs> it's been discussed before. So clearly, I mean, I guess if you're Kimmel and so is if, he on the list, if you believe what Kimmel is saying in this post and you want that list to come out as soon as possible. So then you yeah, can that's not right. have to See, worry about not that. on the list. I mean, some one of these days, one of these hours, the list will be made. Possible. I'm with you. Like I'm, I'm looking for the retort. Like kill him back with comedy, escalate the comedy. Yeah, be funnier instead of you know I'll meet you well, out back by the bike racks. The we'll only fight. Thing, I mean, another another theory would be when he says you put my family in danger. Maybe something popped up there. Maybe they got a mm. note or something that he wasn't he was fired up about. I don't know. Fair enough. I guess the where's the line drawn? I guess right there. Eight forty one on Wisconsin's morning news. Eight forty-five on Wisconsin's morning news. Great to have you with us here on this Wednesday morning. So we're talking about in the newscast the Forest County Potawatomi community. So their Potawatomi Casino and the hotel in the Menominee Valley. Uh, they are talking about building an entertainment venue uh, adjacent to that complex. You'd think it'd be connected in some way, but this thing is huge—two hundred million dollars. Place that would seat up to six thousand people. On the property, that according to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel's Dan Bice, who has exclusive reporting on this out in JS Online today, said reporter joins us on the line right now on Wisconsin's Morning News. Morning, Dan. Hey, how are you? Hey, uh, can you start by revealing all of your sources on this story and tell us exactly <laughs> where you found all this out? Listen, I you know. Do you, do you want me to e- do you want me to email them or text them? Just, to you? Well, can you just start by stating them and then text them on over? No, so. no, I'll, I'll text them to you first, and then uh, then you can call them. Dan, uh, how does a story like this? This is a big one. Uh, how does this stay stay quiet? Uh, at what stage are they with this? I know they're going to be seeking, according to your reporting, common council approval this year. Yeah, uh, it's it's very early in the process. There aren't sketches for the thing yet. Um, I'd heard that they were thinking about announcing this in September, um, but it didn't happen then. And um, and, and then now, it, I think they're still a couple of weeks away from announcing it. But um, you know, we love it when we get to announce it for them. Um, so, but yeah, it's massive. Um, you know, there's this other music venue in the Deer District that's, that uh, has already been approved by the council, which is 4,500 seats for 60 million. This is 6,000 seats for 200 million. But you know, that's the Potawatomi way. You do everything big. So this would add to an already fairly cluttered music venue scene in Milwaukee, right? 
Uh, you, you know, it, it's funny. There's two ways to look at this, and that is that way to look at the the, the scene already. You know, you got the Riverside, the Paths, Fiserv, um, the Miller High Life, and and Summerfest. You've got all those places, and then mm-hmm. the new place in the Deer District. But you know, the other way to look at it is probably the way the Potawatomi is looking at that this, and that is they're seeing Kenosha is get, getting ready to get a casino uh, with Hard Rock running it which you can bet they'll have a concert venue there. Beloit is building a $400 million casino. They're probably going to get a concert venue there. And Illinois is in the middle of building six casinos in northern Illinois. So their real competition are these other gambling halls. Uh, So, you know, and there's a question, and I I think it's an interesting question, on will they compete for the the same sort of entertainers and performers that other places will. I mean, you know, like Ho Chunk out out, uh, out in central Wisconsin is doing a lot of uh, like Tina Turner impersonators and stuff like that. But from what I understand from the Potawatomi people, they're they're looking at really serious. Um, you know, they're looking for people who fill an arena six thousand. I heard originally, and I don't, I couldn't get this confirmed, so it, it's still possible that it's that might be an expandable place that expands from 2,000 to 6,000. So that would give them a range of people that they can bring in here. That's an interesting it would also It would also change who they're competing with because, you know, the Riverside is 2,500 people. Um, and, and um, you know, so, so you would be moving down that far and then 6,000, you're competing with the, you know, the with the Miller Life um, uh, Theater. So. Talking with Dan Bice, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, breaking the story today that Potawatomi is planning a $200 million concert venue that could seat up to 6000 according to your source reporting. Do they have a different financial model, though, Dan? We look at yeah. something that's going to be connected to a casino. They don't maybe necessarily have to make money on the bookings that they have in the same way an independent venue might. Because or bring, get money from the city. Right. right bringing people in who will then maybe go next door and participate in slots or table games or whatever. Different economic metal model when you're talking about uh, Indian casinos that have these venues connected with them. Right. I, I think it's different in two fronts. Uh, one, of uh, the financing part. They don't have to go to a bank to get this done. Um, and that's an advantage over the Deer District uh, facility that's being built. You know, Potawatomi prints money. Um, it, it it can do this w- without outside financing. And then, too, what you're saying, um, I think this is this is connected to the casino. They hope probably in, in a different way than what you're saying. They're hoping people come to the casino first and then the show afterwards. Uh, or, I mean, you know, you could go to the show and the casino afterwards, but they're hoping there's a connection. I don't think this they don't see this quite as, uh, much a loft leader as the Northern Lights Theater was, but the Northern Lights Theater was one tenth this size. It fit 600 people, and so there, you know, they they would get a maximum 600 people for someone like Jay Leno uh, or other comics who came in, and, and then they would hope that you would go down and play slots or something like that. But you know, this is 6,000 is a real concert hall, um, and I was I was interested in knowing if this was going to be uh, what they call a ballroom setup, like uh, the rave and yeah. uh, the place up Madison, where it would just be an open area and no seats. But they're they're going to put seats in on mm-hmm. the floor, and uh, but they'll be like the Riverside, where they can remove them 
in in instances where they want to have a general admission audience. Hey, man, I'm so, getting old. I need a chair. Right? <laughs> I mean, I may not sit, I may not sit in it the whole time, Dan, but I need a chair. Well, so speaking of age, is that would there be age limits on this as far as who can actually enter the the venue? I I I don't know that. I, I, it's a separate building. Um, sure. Yeah. They're not they're not going to they're not going to build it connected to it. They bought the Cargill, the um, the slaughterhouse that was uh, to the west of them um, that had been there for a long time. Back in 2015, they purchased this property, and they've not done anything with it. They were thinking about doing something in 2019, but then COVID came along, and now this is this is the new plan to build it on that property just to the west of them. So, um, so it'll be just like any other music hall. You, there wouldn't be, there wouldn't be uh, restrictions depending on the show uh, as to who would get in. And this is moving quick. Common Council could get it at some time this year, and they'd like to break ground sometime next year? Yeah, early next year, March, or, or even they're talking about first quarter of next year. So, um, but, you know, they have to put things together. Um, I talked to the mayor's office. Uh, they said apparently he, he hadn't gotten a detailed description of what was going on, um, but he said uh, they said he's not going to use um, the city regulatory system to um, to address what they call competitive business concerns, meaning if the other music venues in town don't want this to to, to open up, he's not going to intervene. Um, so that's interesting. He's going to let you know, let the as they say, let the chips fall where they they do um, on this thing. Milwaukee Journal Sentinel's Dan Bice with us on Wisconsin's Morning News. Thanks so much, Dan. Great to catch up with you. And a nice piece of reporting there, as always. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Always nice talking to you guys. See you, Dan. Interesting comments he made there about the Kenosha thing, because that's tonight. Kenosha Common Council votes tonight on the Hard Rock Casino plans. Which, how long have we been talking about a casino in Kenosha? Oh, 200 ever. years? <laughs> Forever. <laughs> right? When, was, when did Wisconsin become a state? 48? Right about then, <laughs> right? It was early. That was the first mention of a casino in Kenosha, 1849. Mm-hmm, right. A lot of folks don't know that.